guess I'll let you chime in here. Number five, Eddie Murphy Raw. Woo. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, dang. Y'all, y'all didn't like me for the Richard Pryor take. Y'all probably ain't gonna like me for this Eddie Murphy take. Oh, no, don't you do it. Listen. Listen. What up, though, everybody? Meech and Darius here for another exciting episode of the GOAT Debate Podcast. So glad that you're joining us here on this special uh, edition of the GOAT Debate. We typically don't record on a Friday afternoon, a little matinee recording, but uh, so glad that you guys are joining us. Those of you that are watching us live on Facebook, those of you that are listening uh, via your podcast platforms, we certainly are glad that you are joining us. Darius, how you doing, man? Ah, man, it's it's Friday, so we're heading into the weekend if you're listening to this live. Um, so, and plus, our topic today is one of my favorite things of all, you know, all any kind of leisure activity starts with me with stand-up comedy. So I'm, I'm real excited about today's topic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For those unfamiliar with the Go Debate podcast, we debate who truly is the greatest of all time in a variety of different categories. And today, tonight, this evening, whenever you're listening to this, we are debating the greatest stand-up specials of all time. Now, if you've been following us on our social media, which if you're not doing, I'm not sure why you're not. Uh, if you're not, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GOAT underscore debate. Search the GOAT debate podcast on Facebook and YouTube. If you've been following us, though, on social media, we were slated to have a guest today. Um, a world-renowned stand-up comedian who is going to chime in and debate with us and be our guest debater today. Uh, but we are unsure if he is going to join the show <laughs> as he committed to, but we haven't heard from him today. But the show must go on, so we apologize in advance uh, if he does not appear. But we're moving forward and looking forward to having a great show with you guys anyway. So the best stand-up comedy specials of all time on this edition of the GOAT Debate. Hope you guys are ready. Darius, are you ready? Of course I'm ready because, you know, as always, there's some 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 sketchiness going on here, if I may say. <laughs> I have a little bit, you know, the tribe has spoken and they voted and uh, I don't quite agree with some of the, or at least one of the picks. So yeah, we got some stuff to debate and talk about. Oh, yeah. We we always do, but to give people a breakdown of how we come up with this ranking, uh, we have our own personal ranking. So Darius and I will rank our top five in a specific category. In this case, of course, being the best stand-up comedy specials. We poll our listeners, those that follow us on social media. We call them the tribe. We take a composite of our three lists and we come up with uh, the top five in said category. So in this case, of course, greatest stand-up specials of all time. Before we actually get into the top five, 
we like to talk about our honorable mentions. We like to call them the first two out. Two stand-up comedy specials that didn't quite make our list, but we want to give them uh, some props anyway. And for our first honorable mention, we're going to go back to 2010 to a comedy special by one of uh, the most famous comedians on the planet today. Probably not my personal favorite comedy special by this comic, but it got a lot of votes from the tribe specifically. So we're taking it back to 2010. We're talking about the great Kevin Hart and our first honorable mention of the day is Seriously Funny. Darius, what are your thoughts on uh, Seriously Funny? Man, this brings me back, you know, thinking about this special. I, I think I don't remember it being aired on HBO or Showtime or anything. I, I remember it uh, releasing on a DVD. And um, this is back before Kevin Hart really blew up. Um, I, I think this was kind of like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, this is like the, the rise of Kevin Hart. So that's why I relate to it uh, a, a lot. Uh, I remember him doing a YouTube. Uh, he used to, you know, really put effort into his YouTube channel at that time, and they were going to Target to 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 find his DVD in Target. That's how new Kevin Hart was to the comedy game. He was getting excited about his DVD being in in Target, but um, some of the jokes on there were hilarious. His first time uh, getting permission to swear where he swore at his teacher. <laughs> My mama right. told yeah. me to tell you. Yeah. Right, <laughs> that right. was hilarious. That was like before we kind of got used to Kevin Hart's formula of telling a joke and his style and everything like that. Everything was new. Everything was fresh. Uh, it was. That's why this special made my personal list of of, of top. It was it was just it was just so many so many laughs in that hour. It was hilarious, top to bottom. Yeah, man, for sure. And like I said, um, you know, you kind of you kind of you kind of made the point that it was one of the first comedy specials that really kind of put uh, Kevin Hart on the map. We know that um, he had some much bigger specials as he grew mm -hmm. in in popularity. Um, you know, laugh at my pain. Uh, let me explain, you know, those were probably on the scale of money makers, probably much bigger than, than seriously funny, but Hey, you got to start right. somewhere. And uh, Kevin Hart, arguably the biggest stand-up star today, would you say? I don't think there's an argument. I mean, uh, I know we've gotten the, the return of Dave Chappelle. We've got, you know, they're speaking of the return of Eddie Murphy to the stage. But I believe 2019, Kevin Hart passed uh, Jerry Seinfeld for the first time as the highest um, you know, earners in the comedian bracket there. So uh, he's been ascending for, it seems like forever now, but just now passing uh, the juggernaut uh, Jerry Seinfeld. And, you know, he's still doing his thing. He's continued to put out content, you know, time and time again. So, yeah, yeah. I think though, a lot of people um, and James, shout out to James in the chat room. He's making the point that he believes that Kevin Hart is the biggest stand up comedy or a comic out today feels like Kevin Hart has has crossed over uh, very well. 
you know, you probably really have crossed over as a stand-up comedian when you start to make movies and you start to make mm-hmm. big time box office generating movies. And of course we know Kevin Hart has done that with uh, Jumanji. He's done that with the ride along movies with Ice Cube. Those were pretty, pretty successful. So, um, and he even dipped his toes into the uh, the dramatic a little bit. Um, I think, uh, Ah, boy, what is the name of the movie? He does the movie with the guy from Breaking Bad. And it was really yeah. good. I saw it in the movies. Was it called The Upside? Is that the name of yes. it? Yeah, The Upside. So that was good as well. And, of course, we know Kevin Hart has the Laugh Out Loud Network and a, a bunch of different ventures that probably makes him, you know, the biggest uh, star in comedy, comedy today. So, yeah, no doubt Kevin Hart is the man. Could we make the argument there is that maybe, you know, you know, there's a, uh, I don't want to say it's a joke, but there's kind of this running theme that generally with specifically black comedians, there's usually only room for one to be like really popping at one time. You know, we've seen it with right. Eddie Murphy was the man, you know, mm-hmm. for a time and you know, and Cat Williams had his time and Mike Epps had his time. And so now we're seeing like this time, Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart's, his time has seemingly lasted a little bit longer than some of those other uh, actors. Mm. Although we could, we could make the argument that Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy went away for a while, but came back and kind of reestablished himself with the Shrek movies and, you know, things of that nature. But, uh, but Kevin Hart has has had some longevity, you know, in this, I hate to say it, in this position as, you know, the the black comic comedic superstar. So uh, we'll see. Some people feel like he's oversaturating, you know, the market. Mm-hmm. Will. He, he has so much content out there. Are people getting tired of Kevin Hart? Yeah. And, 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 that goes back to what I said. There's like a formula to his comedy. Everything seems, even his interviews, they're so, um, so strategic. You know, I question the the sincerity of them sometimes. You know, not to pull them down in, in any way, but it's just like so guarded that um, you know it's hard. You know, what do you really know about Kevin Hart? Um, but you know, yeah. You know, it is disappointing that we only see one black comedian, you know, at a time here um, when there was, you know, the Cat Williams, you know, he should have, you know, been somebody bigger. But did he self-destruct? Was that his own doing? And, uh, you know, I, I just wonder who's who's in the who's who's on the come up that that, you know, could hopefully join Kevin Hart on that big platform. You know, a lot of people. And I, I, I want to say Kevin Hart is trying to do his own form of Harlem Night. I, I believe he has spoken about that on on several occasions. But where's that? Let's get that. That's what I want to see. You know, if we can get, you know, all the top black comedians in one movie where they're just kind of pulling each other up. Yeah. Um, you know, with, you have your veterans like Eddie in there and, um, you know, Chris Rock, bring him back. You know, I haven't right. seen him in a while. 
um, dust him off, bring him back. But yeah, all these guys, bring him up. Um, and I think I think uh, James is in the chat room. Uptown Saturday Night. I think that's I think that might be a sequel or spinoff or something of that. And and that's what Kevin Hart's looking to bring back. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we hope uh, hope to see it, and you know, hope to continue to see uh, to see great things from from Kevin Hart. He's he's probably due for a, for a new stand up special. I know probably COVID and things like that are probably probably uh you know deterring any of that kind of stuff from happening right now. But you got Laugh Out Loud Network, and he has a lot of mm-hmm. comics that he's you know he's putting on through that through that platform. So you got to give it up to right. Kevin Hart for. Uh, for not just being in it for himself, but for bringing some other comics up along the way with him. So seriously funny, one of our honorable mentions. And this honorable mention is probably going to shock some people because I personally feel like it should probably be in the top five. Um, Obviously, most of your mainstream comedians today when you ask them who was their comedic inspiration, almost every single comic says this guy. So our second honorable mention and possibly biggest snub of the night is live on the Sunset Strip, Richard Pryor's 1982 stand-up special. Um, And wow. I don't know what to say about this comedy special. You know, even some, you know, almost 40 years later, it still stands the test of time. It's still one of, you know, the best stand-up specials ever. It won the Grammy in 1982 for best comedy recording. Uh, And Richard Pryor is very, very honest in this uh, special. He's very frank about some of the issues that, we we know we know known him to have with with drug abuse and drug addiction, and uh, he and that is one of the I think the hallmarks of a good comedian, right? When they actually incorporate some of their real life struggles, real life sit- situations into their comedy, and so I think people are shocked. I, I see wow in the chat room in all caps and exclamation points. People are a little surprised that. This comedy special is an honorable mention and not actually in our list of greatest stand-up specials of all time. Darius, I'm going to let you touch on this because it made my list. It made the tribe's list. It did not make your personal list. Why? Explain to the people. You got some explaining to do. I got some supplying in that blue. Yeah, for sure. You know, I get it. I get uh, the greatness of Richard Pryor. I get the that he is a um, what, what am I looking for? Not a standard bearer, but a, a pioneer um, for the way he spoke on stage. I, I get all that, but I also don't relate to Richard Pryor that much. Uh, the fact that he's, you know, a hundred years older than me. I know that's disrespectful. I'm, I'm just yeah. making a drink. <laughs> but I, I just don't, you know, his biggest, his biggest, you know, jokes are about him, you know, you know, doing drugs and catching himself on fire. You know, I mean, 
I don't really get it. So it's it's kind of like when I went to to watch Bill Cosby, right? Uh, I went to my mom. My mom took me to watch Bill Cosby. Uh, I think I was in college at the time, and um, his jokes. He just sat there for an hour, and I can look back at it now and appreciate it, and appreciate you know his ability to just go on stage and just riff, but. At the time, he was talking about being a dad and all that. I, I could not, you know, right. I couldn't relate. So Bill yeah. Cosby is still a great comedian. Richard Pryor is still a great comedian. But for me, it's good. I didn't fall out of my chair laughing, you know, like a lot of people do. So for me, comedy has to hit home. I have to relate. So that's why it misses the mark for me. But I get it. I understand why he's the greatest. I'm not clueless on it. It just doesn't resonate for me yeah and i can i can understand that obviously um i i would say you know richard Pryor, you know specifically uh well i, I won't even categorize it to just black comedians i'll say all comedians he's probably the godfather of comedy you know he yeah. is like you said a pioneer and really the inspiration of you know every famous comedian that you can think of and so you know hey I had I had his special ranked number five. The tribe had it ranked number four. And so, yeah. you know, it does get some recognition. I would have been really upset had we aired an episode and right. not gave some recognition to Richard Pryor. We would have lost all credibility as a podcast <laughs> had we done that on this, on this specific topic and maybe overall. Right, right, right. And, and, and if if this was strictly what is the greatest and not like, you know, um, I don't know. There's like there's opinions that are that are influenced here versus, you know, I get the the overall his, history. If you're going to go in a historical um, uh, reference, a way to go, then, yes, I definitely think he's, you know, top two or three. Um right. Because just look at what he's done. It was on a $4.5 million budget. It ended up gaining $36 million in the box office, which when you take a look at things, it doesn't seem to be that great. But it was the biggest comedy-driven, uh, comedy stand-up ever up until it got eclipsed. And we'll talk about the person that eclipsed him. Um, and it's still third. You know, and, and that was filmed in, what, 82. So, right. um, And I mean, that budget and that amount of money in 1982, you know, right. if, we, if we quantify that today to, in 2020, you know, that's that's huge. That's 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 huge. And you got and you put some historical con. Um, God, I cannot speak today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello. There you go. You're today. back. You're back. Right. Yeah, you I go. actually got excited and hit mute. But the historical context behind him, you know, being the lead of a movie in 1982, when we're just now getting, you know, some recognition for, for black actors, you know, he's, he's, he's pushing a, a movie at that time. And if you go back and analyze it even further, it was only in like 800 theaters compared to like your big movies that are in like 4,000. So he made thirty-five million off of eight hundred theaters, so not a lot of uh, press, not a lot of push, and he still did big things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Salute to 
Richard Pryor, of course, one of the the all-time greats. Like you said, he's probably in most people's top, you know, if not top three, top five of comedians all time. And so our two honorable mentions for those that are just joining us, Kevin Hart's Seriously Funny, Richard Pryor's Live on the Sunset Strip. So now, of course, without further ado, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast where we count down the top five greatest comedy stand-up specials of all time. And we're going to start at number five. Number five goes to a guy who I would probably say as far as now Kevin Hart, I've heard him refer to himself as a comedic rock star. I've heard him mm. several times. I've, I've heard him say. All the time. Yeah. Anytime he, you talk to him, yeah, he, will right. let he, you know. he will let you know. He is a comedic rock star. But I actually think this guy was the very first comedic rock star uh, from, I mean, when I just watched, I went back and watched some of the specials and the crowd reactions when he just walks on the stage, um, the leather outfits, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the very, very leathery outfits. It was 19, it was the 80s, all right? Um, this guy, in my opinion, was the first comedic rock star and also someone that is probably in, you know, your top three to five stand-up comedians of all time. We're going to take this one back to 1987. Number five on our list of all-time greatest stand-up comedy specials, Eddie Murphy Raw. Eddie Murphy Raw was... There's a common thread in a lot of these, but this particular uh, comedy special was filmed uh, uh, in the Madison Square Complex in New York City back in 1987. $8 million budget generated $50.5 million in the box office. I'll talk a little bit more about it later, but Darius, I'll let you chime in here. Number five, Eddie Murphy Raw. Woo! Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, dang. Y'all didn't like me for the Richard Pryor take. Y'all probably ain't gonna like me for this Eddie Murphy take. Oh, no, don't you don't you do it. Don't you do it. Listen, listen. This did not make my top five. Mine either, listen. but but go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so context is king. Context is gonna be my recurring theme of this of this podcast. Okay, so 1987. Uh, people were on high for this for this special. This movie it hit the theater. You're gonna be talking about the numbers and everything, but it hit the theater, and there was high anticipation for this, Absolutely. and for good reason. Uh, this is his Eddie Murphy's second special, and for me, it was a little bit of a miss watching it oh. back. Oh my god, what's wrong? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. The I what I did like about it was it was real 
Um, and and that it, it, you know, he's talked about things that we never heard or wouldn't expect anybody to talk about. Like he calls out people. And in this special is is probably most remembered for him calling out Bill Cosby and uh, for, for, you know, cursing too much on stage. And then uh, he told what Richard Pryor said to him about that. And that was hilarious. Um, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. That, Have a that, that smile and shut the up. <laughs> yes, that is hilarious. That was so hilarious. Yeah. But the other 127 minutes, it was a long special and it just seemed to it drag on to me. And, and uh, he tried to rehash with the, uh, you know, with the, you know, McDonald's, you know, I got McDonald's, which is a playoff of a callback from his first special and ice right. cream, I think. Um, but but other than that, like there was a lot of misses. Um, I know a lot of it still doesn't stand up, you know, today as far as, uh, um, you know, gay. And I think he went at AIDS in, in this. So yeah, I, yeah. I I get I get when it was filmed. Um, but even then, it had to have been like a little, you know, a little bit shocking, a little bit well, raw. And he, and he says that like, um, right. He, he says that at the beginning that he had a lot of um, a lot of pushback from, you know, the gay community in regards to right. some of his content from the first special. He talks about that. Right. And then proceeded to go and in on him proceeded again. to go in <laughs> on him more, right? right? Like, what? Okay. He yeah. just didn't care, and, and that's fine. Um, it's weird, but it's fine. That's his prerogative, and now we, we knew how he stood at that time, so I'm all about knowing where people stand uh, if you feel some type of way. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it's, it's just like, it, you know, I love great storytelling. And, and Eddie, I think I would classify him as a great storyteller, teller, but it just, it drug on to me without like that real punch, that real punch um, outside of the Bill Cosby thing. Bill Cosby was great. And then outside of that, I was just like, all right. See, I, see, I, I disagree with you. I, I thought, well, I disagree with you somewhat. I do agree that it was a bit lengthy. It was kind of longer than your 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 run of the mill hour comedy special. I thought it started strong. You know, when he started with the Mr. T impersonation, you know, his beat Mr. T yeah. having beef with him. I know you weren't a fan of his Michael Jackson impersonation. That was horrible. It was bad. Was, but, but the content, <laughs> what he was saying was funny. Like that part of it was funny. It, his impersonation it took me out of it, though, because yeah. it was so, that impersonation was so bad. I was it, like, it wasn't good. But his Mr. T is solid. His Richard Pryor yes. is good. And his Cosby Very is good. great. His Cosby. Very good. So it started yes. off strong. His Johnny Carson jokes about Johnny Carson getting a divorce. I thought that was really funny. Um, he was most mostly talking about why he 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 balked at getting married. He almost got married, but when he saw that Johnny Carson had to give up half of his money to his ex-wife, he, he decided against it. So it started strong, and then, like you said, it just kind of got lengthy and tailed off a little bit. But overall, you know, Eddie Murphy at that time was a superstar, Put him on. I won't even say put him on the map. He was already on the map uh, by 1987, and uh, yeah. was was a huge star. The, the 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 special or the movie did the numbers. I think you know the studio was probably expecting it to do. 
I mean, if you, you paid $8 million to make it and it made 50, you know, you, you made a nice profit. Some fun facts that I didn't know about Eddie Murphy Raw that many people might not have known, or maybe you did. Uh, Eddie Murphy had Robert Townsend as the director of Eddie Murphy Raw, which, uh, you know, Robert Townsend, Meteor Man, you know, the Parenthood TV show from back in the day, you know, very, uh, you know, world-renowned comedian, producer, all of those things. And speaking of producers, one of the greatest producers of comedy ever was a producer of Eddie Murphy Raw, and that was Keenan Ivory Wayans, so of the, you know, of the world-famous Wayans family. So uh, very, very good comedy special. Some heavy hitters involved with him, you know, as far as producing and directing. And, uh, you know, overall, one of the best comedy specials of all time. Definitely. Even if you and think you sure. Listen, even though, I mean, it's hard when a lot of his content is is anti-gay. And uh, didn't he get arrested for a little something, something that... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, I would definitely say some of these specials from the 80s probably wouldn't, a lot of the content wouldn't stand up in, two, in 2020, that's for sure. But, you know, um, but hey, different time, you know, you could get away with it and, it, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy Raw coming in at number five, uh, moving on to number four now. I'm a little angry about this one, I must say, because coming in at number four is a guy who is far and away. Now, we all have our uh, our personal favorites when we talk about, you know, comedians and and things of that nature. And this guy is far and away my favorite comedian of all time and it, it goes beyond stand-up not only are his, his stand-up specials great he produced and created one of the greatest sketch comedy shows in my opinion the greatest sketch comedy show that ever existed and i'm talking about none other than the one and only dave Chappelle. coming in at number four on our list of greatest stand-up comedy specials is dave Chappelle's killing them softly 2000 comedy special hilarious dave chappelle is a native of washington dc he went back to his hometown of washington dc filmed this comedy special in the lincoln theater premiered on hbo in july of 2000 it is I personally do not believe that Dave Chappelle has ever produced a bad comedy special. Right. So, I mean, we this whole list could have been, it could have been five Dave Chappelle comedy specials in the top, top five, if you want to, if you want to be real. But but Killing Them Softly is uh is is funny, definitely has uh has some standout moments. What were your thoughts on it? Oh man, this is hilarious. I've actually watched this special twice since we decided to do this topic. It's definitely one of my my favorite um, specials that Chappelle did. And as you mentioned, he he's had a lot of good specials. And um, 
you know, the jokes just kept going. You know, the baby on the corner, <laughs> he was pulling up in a limo, baby on the corner. He wanted to say something to the baby, but was scared. <laughs> Turns out the baby's selling weed. Like, yeah. like what? <laughs> Who thinks of that? Like, where does that come from? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, he's talking about uh, you know, his his white friend talking to the police, how uh you know unfortunately <laughs> that joke uh always is relatable, unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah, um for sure. Uh, Monica Lewinsky and you know, you know, talking to the ladies, you've had some some guys, I'll say I'll I'll use the word guys that you could uh you'd rather um, forget about, and they're not as powerful as the president, <laughs> the tame version of that. I mean, just, the jokes are just, he just slays them left and right. And they talk about Dave Chappelle going on stage for hours, just going on stage unannounced yeah. talking. Um, Rogan, Joe Rogan, who tours with Chappelle, talks about when Chappelle had his riff with Comedy Central, you know, he's standing up for his his beliefs and went to Africa and then came back. And there was a time where he just wanted to do stand-up and he would go to the park and get like a, a loudspeaker or, or an amp rather. He'd get an amp and a mic and just be in the park cutting, you know, his comedy routine, cutting his chops in the park. Like can you imagine you just walking through the park and all of a sudden you hear Dave Chappelle ranting and raving on the in the grass? Like that's hilarious. That itself is hilarious. So I mean, yeah. everything he does is funny. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, um, I don't know that killing him softly was. I, I it made my list, but in hindsight. You know, um, for what it's worth, which is his comedy special that came out after Chappelle, after he created Chappelle Show, that one was uh, was really really funny. Um, and and I mean, but we could go on and on, man. I mean, you know, his uh, his most recent ones on um, on Netflix are really funny. The one where he talks <laughs> where he talks about Ju- Juicy Smollett. <laughs> That one is that one is hilarious. That that one is is uh is is really really good. I would probably say, you know, if we're looking at because really Richard, I mean really I, I was gonna say Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. As far as comedy specials go, I think there's Raw and there's Raw and Delirious. Um, I don't know that he has any. I don't think he. I think he just went strictly movies after that. I don't think he has any other specials. You know, obviously, Eddie Murphy, the sketch comedy, if you've never seen the best of Eddie Murphy Saturday Night Live, that is must-see in your... You must add that to your collection because there's some very funny stuff. And I think Chappelle is kind of cut from that cloth with the sketch comedy ability and the stand-up comedy ability. Uh, you know, you got to give credit to Dave Chappelle for what he's accomplished. I think as far as a collective body of comedy specials, he might be hard to beat. I think Dave Chappelle, I'm, I think uh, Kevin Hart may be able to to rival. I don't know that any comedian puts out as, as many specials as, you know, say Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and maybe Cat Williams. They all, They have a lot. Like usually you look at, you know, Eddie Murphy has a couple, right? 
uh, you know, Richard Pryor has, you know, maybe, well, actually, Richard Pryor has a lot. Richard Pryor has like 17. So I guess nobody, maybe nobody put out more content than him. But um, but I, I, I guess I'm talking more recently. So, but, but James Chappelle is, is definitely uh, an all-time great. James felt that this should have been in the top three. James is number four. It's close. It's close. We're going to get that. That bronze medal. He made that bronze medal. But when we get to the top three, you maybe will understand why this one was yeah. was number four. But for my money, I think that you know Dave Chappelle is in my personal top three stand-up comedians of all time. In fact, he's number one for me personally. Um, so got a shout out. That's a different Dave show. Chappelle. Different show, right? Greatest comedians, different show. All right, number three. And listen, there's some debate when it comes to this comedy special by this particular guy versus his second comedy special. Which one is better? There's, I saw some debate amongst the tribe when we were polling uh, for, you know, for this particular episode. He is the only comedian to have two of his comedy specials in the top five. We just talked about him at number five, and now he comes in at number three, taking it back to 1983, number three, comedy special, Eddie Murphy, Delirious, coming in at number three. Listen, this wasn't as long as Raw. It was, you know, 70 minutes versus, you know, 90, so an hour and 10 minutes. Um, the first 10 minutes, man, of this one is, it's rough. It's rough. It's definitely, it's definitely not 2020, you know, it was definitely 1983 in, in relation to, uh, to the content, but from, you know, I got some ice cream and you can't have none and, you know, from from every from Reaganomics to to all the other Michael Jackson, all the jokes that he told, Eddie Murphy Delirious is arguably better than Eddie Murphy Raw. You know, this show is the goat debate, but there's no debate for me. It's way better than than his second his second uh, stand up special. I mean, let's talk about it, man. It was it was. It, it, it was released in 83, as we said, and then in 84, it was released on an album, and that rent, you know, won a Grammy. Um, and it was really the he, I think he had done trading, uh, trading places, yeah, I think he did trading places the year before, did this, and then I mean, from there, it was boom, he was gone when this yeah, came yeah. out. Eddie Mur- Murphy was that comedic rock star that you were talking about. He was gone. The red leather suit. How many comedians did you see after him try to wear some kind of leather in right. homage to, to Eddie Murphy? Um, it, you know, it was just you, – you already mentioned my favorite – one of my favorite bits of all time, the ice cream bit. That, you know – him picking it up off the floor. <laughs> so hilarious. James Brown – He's been singing for 30 years. Ain't nobody understand what he's talking about. Like, like he be he be name dropping 
celebs, other other comedians stay away from it. He'd be going at people, yeah. and it's hilarious. He he did not care at that time. So that's yeah. one of the things that uh you know I appreciated him. He he just didn't care whether it's you know his stance on uh you know gays at the time, you know. Before he got caught with the gay, I need to stop. I need to leave that alone. Um, <laughs> but Eddie Murphy is is is. I mean, who else has two specials in our top five? We only have five slots. He's got two of them. That tells you something about how good Eddie Murphy is. Yeah, definitely, man. Eddie Murphy is. You know, you know, a lot of people. Again, when you when you look at co- current comics, you know, and they, you ask what who their inspirations are, you get. You know, most most people's first answer is Richard Pryor, and the second answer is usually Eddie Murphy. You know, so those guys are kind of looked at, you know, by current comedians as kind of that on that Mount Rushmore, if you will. And really, just Eddie Murphy, like I said, you know, Richard Pryor set the stage. Eddie Murphy took it to you know to to another level. Uh, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, took it to TV and it took off. And then, you know, Kevin Hart took it to arenas. So, you know, you kind of have seen this progression of comedy with all of these great comedians. And, uh, you know, it's 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 really it's really cool to see. But, yeah, man, Eddie Murphy Delirious is, uh, you know, is, is, is hilarious, man. Obviously. He harkens back to his Saturday Night Live days when he when he does his James Brown stuff. If you haven't seen him do, you know, James Brown in the hot tub, <laughs> hot tub James Brown skit from Saturday Night Live, that is, you know, that is classic, classic stuff. And so it, I was glad to see him bring uh, bring some of that, you know, to to the stage. Now, obviously, what comedian? is a good comedian without controversy, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and Eddie Murphy definitely had his fair share of controversy. A lot of criticism about the profanity in in Delirious. Uh, he said the F word, they actually counted 230 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he actually ended up breaking his record with Raw because he said it over 500 times in Raw. And that was the... Mo- that was the most it was ever used in a motion picture until Goodfellas came out and broke the record. So, so Eddie, so Eddie Murphy, uh, a king of comedy and of course a king of profanity as well. Uh, but listen, I, you know, I, I won't say every comedian curses, but you know, it, it's obviously it wasn't you know as. It was a little more shocking back then. Obviously, now we're used to it. You know, every, mostly every when a comedian doesn't cuss today, it's a it's a surprise. But uh, back then, it was definitely more of a shock value there. But eighty three percent approval rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes with an average rating of seven and a half out of ten. Eddie Murphy did, in his defense, uh, release an apology for some of his anti-gay rhetoric in his comedy specials. Some years later, like back in the mid-90s, he did apologize for, you know, for some of the words that he used and the hurt that it may have caused uh, caused people. But, um, but Eddie Murphy... Was that Murphy, before or after he got busted? Um, 
I don't know, man. Listen, I, I don't know. You, you keep you keep bringing this up, but <laughs> I know what you're getting at. But <laughs> but yeah, but he did issue the apology, you know, and said he didn't, you know, if it hurt anybody, you know, he he apolo- he apologized for it. And I mean, you know, 1983, 1996. Hopefully, some awareness and maturity yeah. had, had taken place. Something that we want today in this present day, considering circumstances of sure. so, some education and maturity. Uh, so uh, hopefully some of that, or clearly some of that took place with Eddie Murphy and uh, glad to see that it did. So. Yeah, because, because you, yeah, because you, we hear that he's coming back, right. You know, before pandemic right. and he can't right. get on the road, obviously because of that, then we don't know what he's going to talk about. It will be very interesting to see what he talks about. And Hey, he may have a whole new stance on you know the gay rhetoric that he was spitting uh 20 years ago so hey let's see let's wait we, we shall we shall see all right so we're getting here down to the nitty gritty uh with the top two and coming in at number two we got some heavy hitters here man coming in at number two the reason that this one was one of my favorites it was personally my number one it's personally my number one. I think it was your number two. It was the tribe's number five. So, ah. like, so, so this is, and I and I should go back. I want I want to backtrack and say that uh, Delirious was a unanimous selection. So it made all three of our the tribe, your list, my list. It made all three of our top five. So it was actually, and the next the next two also were unanimous. Uh, selections as well. So the next one coming in is one of my personal favorites, probably my favorite stand-up special because of the variety that it brought, right? It wasn't just one person. It was four of the best comedians that you could put together and assemble for one comedy special, obviously um, a movie filmed while they were on tour hilarious man absolutely i remember seeing this movie in the seeing the comedy special in the movie theater dying laughing i probably watched it 10 times on vhs or dvd or whatever was you know was out at the time but coming in at number two is the 2000 comedy special the original i'll say it again the original kings of comedy coming in at number two on our list of the all-time greatest stand-up specials of all time. I don't know where to start with this one, Darius. I'm going to let you have the floor. Woo. This one is it, 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 it's, it's, it's very good, man. It's very good. Listen, there, is, there isn't a dull moment on this comedy special. Everybody's, you know, I don't know what it timed out to be, 20 minutes or whatever, 30 minutes. Everybody's time was so tight and it was so great from top to bottom uh where do we start maybe we start with the director spike lee maybe we start with it being the second highest grossing comedy um, stand-up special behind number three on our list um or no not not number three number five on our list excuse me raw uh, as it as it raked in 38 million dollars um and and 
you can also talk, we talk about the influence of clothes and, and with Eddie Murphy and all the other comedians who wanted to follow Richard Pryor. Um, the Kings, the original Kings of Comedy has spun off their own variety of influence, you know, from the Queens of Comedy, the original Latin Kings of Comedy, the, the Kims of Comedy, the, com- the comedians of comedy. And the killers of comedy and the comedy of comedy. Like, there's so many things that this spawned off of. It's ridiculous. Like, ah, oh, man, it's great. It, Kings of the original Kings of Comedy. We got um, the 85 South guys now claiming to be the next Kings of Comedy or something like that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> listen, yeah. you could blame that on Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. And they went to his 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 radio show, and he introduced these are the next kings of comedy. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So he, so he co-signed. He co-signed. I mean, I guess that's, that's the right thing to do, right? Pass the yes. torch on to the next generation. I get it, but no. <laughs> yes, they, they the kings, like they say on the special. We came to see the kings, right? <laughs> Yeah, man. It's so good, man. Uh, Bernie Mac, um, I think they alternated through the tour, right? Right. Um, Bernie was, Mac was last in the movie. But Bernie yeah. Mac was last in the movie, and they absolutely saved the best for last. Because uh, Bernie Mac was was hilarious. So I like the fact, you know, Steve Harvey was kind of the host, so he was able to get his comedy in you know, in between the sets of the sets of each guy, everybody ha- had a moment, you know, Steve Harvey with his, uh, you know, taking it back to love songs and playing all the love songs and the crowd was loving that. And then the lady threw her, threw her panties on the stage and that, that was crazy. And, you know, DL Hughley, obviously very funny, but Bernie Mac, man, was the star in my opinion, of the original Kings of Comedy. I I don't know where to start from from him talking about, you know, uh adopting his his sister's kids. That was probably my that was probably my favorite part, you know, talking about adopting his sister's kids. Yeah. And, you know, him downstairs, you know, him downstairs. You know, all I mean all of that is some milk and cookies. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All of that was so, so funny, man. And it, it's one of those, no matter how many times I watch it, I can still laugh out loud today. It's it's hilarious. And you, you got to think of where they were in their careers. Uh, Steve Harvey and Cedric um, had, they were the Steve Harvey show. Um, D.L. Hughley had his own show. Bernie Mac did, was the only one that didn't have his own show at that time. At the time, right. And that you know, blew him up to where he got his, the Bernie Mac show. It, it is crazy. Like, isn't this, I know he's done, you know, Def Comedy Jam and, and, you know, all the, the standard, but is this not his only special? Like he didn't have a special by himself, right? Right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't recall Bernie Mac having any specials of his own. You know, he obviously made several appearances on, you know, Def Comedy Jam, which is probably where he was, you know, he was most known from, and then obviously, you know, he had some memorable movie roles too, you know, and that kind of got him on the, got him on the map too. Not big roles, but just small cameo roles, you know, 
where he would say, you know, something crazy, who you with, or, you know, or Miss Parker and Friday, you know, obviously he was, he was a preacher in Friday. So, I mean, you know, Bernie Mac was, was ahead of his time. He was hilarious. You know, it's sad that he's not with us today, uh, but it's great that we have a comedy special like the Kings of Comedy that we can go back to and, you know, revel in his in his greatness for sure. But the original Kings of Comedy is a was a monster. It was it was very, very good. Very good. Yep. And and yeah, man. So uh, what's you know what it won? Here's here's a crazy here's a crazy thing or stat that people didn't know. NAACP Image Award 2001 Outstanding Motion Picture. Uh, it was nominated for Outstanding Motion Motion Picture. It didn't win, but it was nominated, which is you know it's, which is something to say for a comedy you know a comedy special a stand up special. So uh, you know kudos to to the kings of comedy. It's 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 a great it's a great it's it's my personal favorite. My personal favorite. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, also, I mean, you talk about accolades. You know, it the the comedy special itself was put into it. the the soundtrack off of that was number fifty on the Billboard two hundred and fifteen on top R and B. So it's spinning off music yeah. from the special. What other comedy special has a soundtrack that that charts? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not 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 many. Not many. Not many. So yeah, definitely. Uh, like 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 you said, it's uh definitely a classic. Can't take anything anything from it. So, all right, man. Well, as always, before we go into our number one, uh, in this case, comedy special, stand up special of all time, we like to talk about snubs. We like to talk about those that didn't quite make the list, right? And we felt like, hey, this should have made a list. And so, Darius, I'll let you start. Do you have a comedy snub tonight? Well, since I was four for five on my list, ah, okay. and my fifth made uh, honorable mention. So with that saying, I was pretty on the nose when it comes to picking out great comedy specials. But I don't have a specific one that is snub. I have uh, comedians that you could have picked from their their stand-up specials, like uh, Trevor Noah's maybe Afraid After Dark or or maybe even Lost in Translation. Mm. Um, that's one of my favorite, uh, two of my favorite specials there. Um, that we, you know, he he's good, um, he's relatable to me, but didn't quite make the list there. Um, I'm I'm excited for Trevor Noah. He's uh, you know doing his thing on the Daily Show, and uh, it's we're about the time for him to release another special. I know uh, some comedians debate whether one or two years, um, you know, every two years. I know that may be a little bit different from him, although he still tours. His main duty is the Daily Show, so I'm yeah. excited. Maybe the next time we do this, I think we could have. Uh, we talk about that one guy, Trevor Noah. Maybe he, maybe he, you know, blows us away with his next special. You, you, you're looking a little. I you, like you Trevor know, Noah. Like, I, I'm, I okay. honestly, I honestly haven't. Uh, I like Trevor. Uh, let me rephrase. I like Trevor Noah on the Daily Show, but I okay. honestly have not 
watched much of his stand-up. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, oh, I'm, that hurts my heart, man. You've I'm got to keep it real. Out. So you you think Trevor Noah is a comedian that could be on the rise? Is that what you're where you're saying? I think if he didn't have the Daily Show, mm, okay. he would be here. I know he still tours, yeah. But obviously, yeah. Okay, I can I can uh, I can respect that. So the tribe, you know, when we talk about snubs or comedy mm. specials that they recognize that maybe weren't listed. The tribe was actually they were pre, they were five for five too. Four four of the five made the top five, and then Richard Pryor made the honorable mention. But so they don't really have any uh, any snubs. But I'll just throw out a couple of ep, uh, specials that uh, met, that were voted on or got votes that maybe mm-hmm. I want to check out. You know, in your in your spare time, uh, a couple of Cat Williams specials got got some recognition. The Pimp Chronicles Volume One, uh, mm-hmm. Cat Catapocalypse, I think is how mm-hmm. you say that. That was one. Uh, Kevin Hart's Let Me Explain got a, got a couple votes. Uh, we had a Dane Cook vote. Uh, Coy or Joy Coy um, got a got a vote as well. Some, so those are some comedians that. The tribe recognized, um, okay. you know, their specials. But one guy that I actually like, I watched his special uh, a while back, and there's there's some, you know, it's very it's very socially conscious, but he touches on some other things too, and he's very very funny. Current Saturday Night Live guy, I think has a good potential future with stand up specials, and that's Michael Che. Uh, if you if you watch the weekend report on Saturday Night Live, Michael Che is the black guy, uh, <laughs> and he has a comedy special on on Netflix called Michael Che Matters, and it is it is very funny. It's one okay. that I've seen a couple times. If you guys haven't seen it, I encourage you guys to check it out. It's pretty funny. He um, it's funny. He he touches on you know. You know his his comedy special is called Michael Che Matters, but he touches on a lot of uh, kind of social things with Black Lives Matter and and different right. things like that. And one of the funny things, uh, without giving too much away, is he's just like you know, we're just saying Black Lives Matter. He just he's like we just want to matter. <laughs> you know he was yeah. like you know we just want to matter. Like and then he says you know we fought for. He's like, we're not even fighting for equal rights. We're just fighting for civil rights. We just yes. have to be civil. You know, we ain't saying, you know, it's not equal. I mean, although we should have equal rights, he's like, we're just saying civil rights. And y'all like, y'all don't even want us to have civil? You know, we want to be civil, have civil rights? So he, he has a couple of really good, uh, and his, uh, humor, his humor is kind of dry. And I'm kind of a fan of kind of that dry, that dry humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very kind of matter of fact, and it's it's good, man. So when you get some time, check it out. Um, Michael Che Matters. I'm pretty sure that's a Netflix one. In fact, I'm certain of it. But yeah, check that one out. It's really good. So without further ado, we're at wait, 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 wait. Okay. Don't rush. Let me ask you a question. Okay. 
Uh, who would you like to see put out another special? Wow. Um, well, if you're talking about someone who hasn't put out a special in some years, I would be very interested to see what, what, what Eddie Murphy's stand-up looks like today. Obviously, okay. very controversial back in the 80s. So I'd be very interested to see what his stand-up comedy would look like today. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say, I know, you know, you've had some guys that have made some comebacks with these Netflix deal, Netflix deals. Um, you know, you've had Chappelle. His, his, his are great. You know, you had Chris Rock. He had, he made Tambourine. Uh, that one, I watched that the other night. That one's pretty funny. I was disappointed in Chris Tucker's uh, Netflix special. Yeah, you know, and I was very excited to kind of see him come back, but it kind of fell flat for me. Claire, of course, says she would love to see Martin Lawrence come back with a comedy special. I am really surprised since she brought up Martin Lawrence. I'm shocked. Nobody voted for you so crazy. Nobody. I'm so surprised. Martin Lawrence, you so crazy is I'm actually mad at myself now. I'm actually mad that I didn't put that in my top five because it's one of my it's one of my personal favorites. And I'm and I'm but I like who could I eliminate? But Martin Lawrence, yeah. you so crazy is is hilarious. And I'm really, really surprised that nobody in the tribe recognized it. And I'm surprised. I guess we didn't either. So we can't say shame on the tribe. Shame on us. Shame on us, too. Yeah, it, it's it's tough when you get to narrowing it down to just five. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. it's impossible. And I mean, I guess and I guess we talked about all these guys, you know, the one black comedian who had who had runs. I mean, how could we forget about Martin Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, he had a he had a great run from Martin to the Bad Boys movies to you know, whatever other movies he made. I was trying to think of another movie. What's the movie with uh, Danny DeVito? <laughs> What's the worst thing that happened? pretty much summed it up. <laughs> right, Bad Boys. What's the worst that could happen? Blue Streak. He had Blue Streak. Yeah. So, I mean, Martin had it. Martin had his time, too. He was, uh, you know, it was a he was probably on, he wasn't doing the specials and all that, but as far as movies right. and stuff, he probably was, you know, on Kevin Hart level, you know, for at a time, you know, I I think so from a movie perspective. I don't think Kevin Hart has a movie bigger a movie bigger than Bad Boys. You might make an argument for Jumanji, but Bad Boys, I mean, that franchise has done huge numbers. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, I feel now I feel like we should re-record this whole episode <laughs> and, and include Martin Lawrence. You so crazy because how could how could I forget about that? I feel no, bad. He's your snub. And and we, we get some talk in the uh, chat room. Uh, James Jones asked about Eddie Griffin. Mm. Eddie Griffin. Like, Eddie Griffin has I a just want to see Eddie Griffin, you know, that he's still alive. That's what I would like to see. Yeah. The last comedy special I remember Eddie Griffin having that I remember seeing of his was actually really fun. It was funny. I just it's it, it's just not memorable enough for me to one remember what it was called and two <laughs> or a joke from it or to make this list or a joke from it. But but yeah, yeah. but I mean, but Eddie Griffin, of course, is 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 funny. 
Claire said we should we should redo the pod we should do the podcast over because we didn't recognize Martin Lawrence. And if Martin ever listens to this, we're sorry, Martin. You know, yes. I know he listens to every episode of the Go Debate, but uh That's true. That's true. He is a big fan and a big yeah. supporter. So yeah, but, so but he, uh, you know he knows our heart. He knows yeah. our heart. He, he he knows our heart. All right, man. So number one, this song was not only a, I'm sorry, this movie, I said this song, this movie was not, or stand-up special was not only a popular song by Method Man. Some people may know where I'm going with this. This guy is a, you know, a huge star on the comedy scene. We're talking about 1996. We're talking about Marion Barry. <laughs> Taking it back to Marion Barry, when that man says, who was running against him that a crackhead actually won the election? <laughs> I was crying, laughing. But coming in at number one, best stand-up specials of all time, Chris Rock, Bring the Pain. 1996 HBO special, he comes right out the gates. It's funny because for whatever reason, um, someone pointed this out um, in an article I was reading in preparation for the podcast, it was that like all of these great comedy specials were filmed in D.C. So Bring the Pain was in D.C. Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Softly was in, was in D.C. And there was one more. Somebody else had a really big, I don't know if it was, was Delirious in D.C.? I, think, I believe so. I think Delirious was filmed in DC as well. So uh mm-hmm. but but yeah, so so all of those these great comedy specials, DC for whatever produces three of the best comedy specials ever. Bring the pain, delirious, and Dave Chappelle's killing them softly. But Chris Rock bring the pain, man. He comes right he comes right out the gate, like just clowning DC, clowning Marion Barry. And and it just keep it just keeps rolling from there, man. It is it is an all time great. Dares bring the pain was a beast. I mean, two Emmy awards, primetime Emmy award for outstanding variety music or comedy special, also outstanding writing for a variety music or comedy program. So two Emmys for that. Uh, it also spawned the uh, hilarious and unfortunately it had to go. Um, Chris Rock show, which right. uh, gave us some some moments off of that. But uh, you know, you mentioned the hilarity there. Um, you know, OJ Simpson, uh, where also uh, you, we heard earlier talk about Eddie Murphy of how he didn't want to get divorced. I thought it was hilarious. He t- hilarious. He took the other stance on divorce. If if you have thirty million and you lose fifteen. You're okay. But you still you got fifteen, right? Still got fifteen. You make thirty thousand, and you lose fifteen thousand. Woo! So I mean, he just he just is able to to take you know real life, break it down, and find the funny in anything. That's what I I love about this special. I, it was my number one, and it is the composite number one for a reason it's just so funny so funny. yeah yeah it came in at no on my personal list came in at number three 
but uh, but definitely a classic. Um, uh, Anthony in the chat room pointing out that um, D.L. Hughley had a comedy special also done in D.C. So all the greats play D.C. apparently. So uh, that's 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 really cool. But uh, but yeah, man, bring the pain. What's, what I found interesting about this is that at the time, Chris Rock thought that his career was actually spiraling down. Like before this special came out, you know, he had felt like he had reached the height of his popularity. You know, he played Pookie in New Jack City, uh, which was, which was, you know, at that time, probably what he was most known for. Right. And so yep. um, he obviously had been performing stand up and things like that for a long time. So he felt like he needed to do something to jumpstart his career because he just felt like he was uh, he was falling off. And so here we get Bring the Pain. After we get Bring the Pain, that spawns the Chris Rock show. You know, that spawns him getting bigger movie roles. He was in Lethal Weapon 4. He was in Dogma. Then he comes out with bigger, you know, bigger and blacker. You know, that comedy special was also you know, very good. So, you know, it really, I guess in Chris Rock's eyes and I guess the eyes of many really kind of shot him into the stratosphere as a, as a, as a comedic star, obviously rave reviews for, for bring the pain, you know, entertainment, entertainment weekly called it a classic groundbreaking. Um, Variety magazine said it was one of the most remarkable hours of comedy ever to air on television. Uh, James points out, of course, everybody hates Chris spawned from, you know, spawned from all this. So Chris Rock was just able to, to, you know, to catapult his career. And it was largely due to the success of bring the pain. Yeah, it, 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 it is. And it still holds up today, which which is one of the reasons why it's right. so great. Yeah, I just watched it today. Freaking hilarious throughout. Yeah, yeah, I watched it a couple of days ago in preparation, and I was just like, you know, whereas Delirious and Raw, probably, not probably, they don't hold up in twenty twenty. It's, I mean, as far as content, like some of the things. Right that Eddie Murphy is saying, he definitely couldn't say today. Same thing with probably Richard Pryor as well. Uh, some of the content probably can't say today, but, you know, Bring the Pain, Dave Chappelle, Killing Them Softly, those are more recently made. So some of the content is, you know, kind of more conscious of some of the social, uh, you know, ills of the day and, and, and hold up. But I mean, even in 1996, you didn't have the cancel culture and all of those things that uh that you have today so for it to hold up you know some you know some years later is is definitely uh definitely commendable so chris rock bring the pain number one on our list of greatest stand-up specials of all time just to recap bring the pain number one the original kings of comedy number two eddie murphy delirious number three Dave Chappelle killing them softly, number four, and Eddie Murphy Raw coming in at number five. And then we gave the honorable mentions to Richard Pryor live at the Sunset Strip and Kevin Hart's Seriously Funny. So that is the list. Another Ooh. great episode. It is a very strong list. Uh, this is the second episode in a row where it seems like our list 
have been very much in sync with that of the tribes. We, we kind of were on the same same wavelength. We kind of had the same five to six, seven comedy specials, you know, all kind of ranked up there and uh, and highly regarded. So um, maybe next week it'll be different or we'll be disagreeing on more. But uh, But for right now, everyone is all on one accord and that's not always a bad thing. No, not always a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and, and we got in the chat room, Claire said, uh, Jamie Foxx, I might need security. Yeah. Uh, is one that we missed. He's a guy that I, I heard that is, uh, possibly looking at making a comeback. Uh, yeah. I would love to see him yeah. Um, yeah. on stage. Yeah. And Jamie and Foxx is going to bring you some variety too, because he's going to do the music and the comedy. So he's going to blend all that together. He's he's definitely uh, multi-talented in that regard. Yeah. And one name that doesn't get spoken about, but maybe should, he he he, he dabbled in it for his 50th, hmm. Will Smith. I would like to see Will Smith step on stage. I'm good. Oh, did you, did you good. see him? Did you see his his little? I saw a little thing. You talking about the show, the Facebook show where he's doing all the stuff he wants to do at fifty or whatever? Yeah, and he, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, got yeah. him on stage. Yeah, Chappelle yeah. was his coach. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I mean it wasn't bad, oh. but it wasn't like after seeing it, I was like, oh my god, I want to see a Will Smith comedy special. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right, all right. But I mean, you know, if it happened. I mean, he's Will Smith. We're probably gonna watch, but I mean, I would um, some other people. I would much rather see. You talked about Jamie Foxx. I would much rather see Jamie Foxx. I would definitely, definitely want to see when Eddie Murphy comes back. What he brings to the table, much more than I would want to see a Will Smith stand-up special. All right, your silence says you don't agree with me. That's cool. That's what the GOAT debate is all about. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the GOAT debate podcast. Be sure if you have not already, please follow us on our social media. We're at GOAT underscore debate on Twitter and Instagram. Darius is disgusted with me right now. You can search the GOAT debate podcast on Facebook and YouTube. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, we're everywhere. So be sure, uh, be sure to be sure to do that if you haven't already. Darius continuing to point out that Will Smith is funny. I didn't say that he was wasn't funny. So there's a difference, right? And we're we're running out of time here today. There's a difference between like being funny and being like stand up funny. Like you know, I'm funny at family functions, but I'm not about to go out here and do a stand up comedy special. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You're just comparing yourself to, to Will Smith's funny right now. I mean, that's where, that's where we're at. I be funnier than Will Smith. Whoa! I might be. I'm just saying. I'm not a better actor. You know. But I'm just saying. This is a debate we're not going to have. We're not going to have this it, it, it is what it is. James is a hater, so I'm not even going to worry about what he's talking about. I'm not funny. I'm going to put it on the screen. Yeah, go ahead. But, you know, that's a lot of hate and animosity towards me from somebody that knows me very well. But, you know, it is what it is. But 
I digress. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Goat Debate Podcast. Until next time, this is Meech and Darius signing off. We'll check you out. Stay safe. Peace. Peace.